Hey, all you Boldologists, we have some exciting news for you. As of right now, we have some swag up on our website. So if you head over to theboldlogic.com forward slash swag, you can pick up your swag and be bold with us today. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Steve and I are like on opposite ends of the spectrum with this whole <laughs> pandemic thing. Well, you're you're not ready to crawl out from under your rock. No, nope, I don't want to leave my like... house still. I'm not scared of getting sick. I just feel like, well, I feel like. She's like the simplicity. I do like the simplicity of it. You like having an excuse to not have to leave your house? Pretty much. <laughs> not have to see anybody do anything. I mean, I do miss seeing some of my friends, but we have like small Good disclaimer. Good disclaimer. (laughs) We have small groups over. Yeah. And I plan to continue to see different friends and family along the way. But man, I would be content to just take the rest of this year and keep it simple. That's what it sounded like. I mean, the Western Idaho Fair is canceled. Yeah. I'm a big fair goer. You all know that. No, you're not. We heard how that date went. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't remember any of it. (laughs) <laughs> we ate food we ate food um, yeah you and I are very which is fine I think that's good because it balances all of the things out and there has to be balance right yeah and I'm not a big movie goer anyways so you go to I movies for us I didn't realize how big of a movie goer I was until all the theaters closed you love going to the movies I know it is still one of my <laughs> favorite things when And I think we've told this story on here. When Matt and I took the girls on Christmas Day to the movie. A couple years ago. A couple years ago. (laughs) And Matt and I both separately thought, oh, we should have invited Steve. You went to see the Grinch, right? We went to see the Grinch. And we're standing in line to get tickets. And in walks Steve behind (laughs) us. And I was like, what the heck? To see see the Grinch. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year (laughs) before that. It was, I'm pretty sure it was the year before that. Y'all didn't even have to invite me. I showed up anyway. <laughs> it was great. I was like, oh. And then I turned to Matt. I was like, I thought about inviting him. And Matt's like, oh, yeah, I thought about inviting him too. <laughs> yeah, because I think on the way there, I was like, what's Steve going to do the rest of the day? Yeah. Yeah, because we had done Christmas together that morning. Yeah. And then I left because it was you guys' year. Yeah, get out of our house. It's our year. <laughs> Follow you to the movie theater. Yeah, B. Yeah, B. <laughs> B. <laughs> sure for the B word. Oh. That's what he always says to me. Yeah, B. <laughs> Steve, come on. I just say the real thing, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you didn't get it. What about the time I went to the movie with your parents, Matt? <laughs> I forgot about that, too. <laughs> so somehow I ended up... No, you weren't. It was me and your parents and the kids. You had Penny and they wanted... No, I came over oh, yeah. to babysit... I don't remember what for, but you needed me. Like, you were like, hey, can you just come watch the kids for an hour? It's Penny and Sarah and Hank. And at some point, Jan and Al are coming to pick up the kids to take them to a movie. So you just need to come hang out until they get here. 
I was like, okay, that's fine. So I came over and was watching the kids. And when Jan and Al came, they're like, hey, we're here to take the kids to the movie. And your mom was like, why don't you come with us? What are you doing? And I was like, okay, I'd love to go to the movie with (laughs) y'all. Did they pay for you? I don't remember. Probably. Probably. (laughs) It's so funny. That's awesome. It was cool. And that was pretty early in your marriage. Yeah. It was like one of the couple times you've watched all the kids. Well, I was going to say, yeah, but I was going to say it was not very long into me knowing your parents, Matt. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Matt's parents are awesome like that. I would say all of our parents are pretty awesome like that. They got me a Christmas present this year. They did. That was rad. Very nice of them. It was nice of them. What was it? The flashlight. Flashlight. Oh, Phone charger. We used it this last time we camped. There you go. Lit up the night. And charged our phones simultaneously. <laughs> so you wearing your fair filled in jacket. jacket. I sure am. <laughs> um, Came straight from work. Makes me think that I keep checking because I really want to go stay at a hotel by myself for two nights. And I told Matt this the other night. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> your kids are here. You're going to be a dad and watch your kids. He's like, well, what if I want to come to the hotel? <laughs> Come stay at my new one. That's too bad. No, it doesn't have a pool. You probably want a pool. I'd want, if I want a pool, it's going to be an outdoor to- pool. No, I wanted to stay at the downtown Marriott Residence Inn. And like, I want to go Thursday. So that's two days from today. And they don't have any more Associate. cheap rates. Oh, dang. But the other Residence Inn does, which makes me laugh because that's literally they like. They have an outdoor pool. I know. Oh, that's the one. But I don't know if it's mind. open. They still have the associates rate, but I don't know if it's open or the discounted rate, whatever it is. Yeah. Jessica still gets the associate rate. Do you want to admit this on the podcast? Probably not. <laughs> Delete that part. <laughs> <laughs> but I still get, let's I get just, a friends and family rate. Jessica still uses my friends and family discount. rate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Steve still gives me a discount because I'm a friend and family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are those things. <laughs> yeah. A friend and a family. So it's not like that's legit. Yeah. Out of all of your friends and family. What am I? Your friends and family too. You're the husband-in-law. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I could go stay at the other residence in, which does have an outdoor pool. I hope someone asked you but it just... at check-in at some time. What, so what's your relation to the general manager in Boise? <laughs> He's my husband-in-law. <laughs> I bet he'd say that if they ask. Yeah. And then they'll look at him like, what? What does that mean? I'm sorry, your credit card is declined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I hope you enjoy your stay. Just well, I haven't talked to Matt about if I'm actually going to do it for sure. He's mm. just been thrown around. Yeah, I thought it was a wish. Oh, it's a wish I'm like seriously considering. Oh. Acting on. Did we just have a conversation that she just likes the simplicity of just staying home and not having to go out? Do you understand the simplicity of if I go get a hotel room by myself? I do not have to make meals or think about anybody else for two days. You can just sit in a room and watch Dr. Pimple Popper all day. <laughs> I don't like that, watching that. That's, that's, what, that's what me and Penny, yeah, me and Penny w- did last time. What would you time. do? I'd work. Oh. Like, literally, I want to go sit and work. And not work, whatever it is. That you do. Do my hobby <laughs> of creating content and getting stuff for the podcast. 
yeah, that's what I would do and eat whatever I want and sleep whenever I want and not have to cook food for anybody. What would I do? I do what I want. I told you what you do. You take care of your kids. Well, I do that. What do I do for food? Shoot squirrels. <laughs> Shoot squirrels. Go to McDonald's. Go to Bad Boy Burger. There's food in the house that you can make. It's so hard. It's so hard. I thought about you. prepping. She won't be here. Oh, will she be? <laughs> With you. Oh, she can cook for me then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's with you. And during the day, Friday, she would be with my parents. It's a good plan. It's a great plan. So it is still keeping it simple. It makes it extra simple for me. It means I get to disengage. Not so simple for me. I don't really feel bad about that. Hey. Matthew. <laughs> people are listening to this conversation, like our listeners. So we should, so we should get on to our podcast, <laughs> is my point. <laughs> Fine, Steve. Steve. Speaking Fine. of our listeners, we hit top 100 in our category, in the category of relationship podcasts in the U.S. and Canada this week. Yeah. That's awesome. Top 100 in the category. So thanks, guys, for that. Yeah. That's amazing. I also... I don't know how they... Like, what gets us in that rank? Uh, it's mostly the conversations it's... of how hard it's going to be to cook my own food. Oh, that must be it. <laughs> I was actually referring to like number of downloads for the week, for the year, number of individual listeners. I think listeners. it's number of downloads for the week. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's something to do that because it changes a lot. And I plan to get us in the top 50. That's the goal. That is the plan. How about top number one? Top number one. That... And how about not just in the US and Canada, but in the world? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, we do have a new review this week. Oh, Matt's gonna I'm the read. official review reader. Steve's too far away to hand my phone to, so Matt's reading it. I am as far as my microphone cord will reach. He doesn't want to be by us. <laughs> no, I just want to be in the comfy chair. Social back, distancing. Feet up. <laughs> All right. Got a new review. Looks like a five-star rating, guys. Sweet. Thank of you. Course. And the title or subject says, love it. I found this podcast while listening to another one, and I fell in love with it. I'm only on number six and just appreciate the true love and honesty you share. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Super appreciate the ratings and reviews and any tags on social media. It really helps us so that people find us and bumps us up into... Number one in the world. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Top 100, which makes it easier for people to find us because then we get recommended more on Apple. So thank you. Appreciate it. And now back to our regular scheduled programming. How did that sound? Mm, not very good. Could you do it, Matt? <laughs> You want me to do it in my Mexican voice? No, regular voice. Mexican I don't telemundo? know if that's like <laughs> politically correct. What's, well, is it? I don't know. Steve's looking at us like, I'm not probably associated Latino. with you two. Yeah. Yeah, it'd Latino, probably be better to be Latino. Just, just call it a football announcer. I got in voice. trouble this week for posting a picture of Steve and I in sombreros. So You did? I wondered why that picture changed. Yeah. Somebody called me out on that. And said what? That we were Cultural trying to dress as a different culture. That we were that dressing up as a different race like wasn't something okay. we wanted to be. Which 
It was from our trip to We weren't even dressing Cabo. up. We were just being silly. It wasn't our trip to Cabo. It was during a Ragnar race that we were just being silly. We had on sombreros and fake mustaches. Yeah. So what anyways. Ragnar? I don't remember that. I remember It was after we were divorced and when we were dating again. Or maybe <laughs> I was dating Matt at that point. No, I wasn't dating Matt at that point. Anyways. It was when we were dating or married or divorced or dating <laughs> after we were divorced. <laughs> It's confusing. Or after we had dated after we were divorced. <laughs> uh, anyways, no, regular voice, just regular announcing voice, Matt. He doesn't even know what we're talking about anymore. No, lost. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into regular scheduled programming. Okay, sounds Regularly good. Regularly scheduled. Regularly, regular, I don't know. Regular. <laughs> now Steve's just speaking in <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> We're really focused today, as you can tell. <laughs> I do actually have a timeline in front of me. Finally. I'm going to slap you. <laughs> no, you are. Uh, the only reason it drives me, like, stuff like that gets to me is Just because... because I don't contribute to it. Yes! <laughs> I spent so much time working on this stuff. And then I get crap about all the things <laughs> about, I do. About how long it, how long it took you to do it. All the things I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a jerk and I'm ungrateful. No, it's really fine. <laughs> Could you keep going, though? No. <laughs> Stop me there. It's totally fine because I know you're not really mad at me. Okay. I am really excited to have a timeline in front of me. It though. is <laughs> nice to have a timeline. And I'm glad I did it and I will continue to do it. It's just fitting it all in sometimes doesn't happen as fast as we would like. Matt, what? you have the That's first me. thing on the top of the timeline. You well, added it today. I did add one thing today. So let's start there. Okay. Matt so got a this, new calling in church. Yeah. So this topic is the callings that we had during the time when we first got married. A calling, if you're not, I feel like we've talked about this probably, but a calling in the Mormon church is like an assignment. You have yeah. like a responsibility that's delegated to you as a teacher or to handle some aspect of administration or to oversee a certain group of people or whatever. But, yep. but it's, it's a very, I mean, it's a good thing to have a calling to be involved and to, it's a great opportunity for you to serve the people in your congregation and to give back and to really get involved in your right. church community. Steve, do you want a calling? No. <laughs> you sounded like you might need one. You tried to give me a calling once after I left the church. Do you remember? What was it? Piano? Primary oh, piano yeah. player. We really needed pianist. a primary pianist. <laughs> yeah. I did um, it for you once or twice when you were in a jam, but... I appreciated it. So when we were dating, I had a calling, and I was a youth Sunday school teacher, which I loved because I could sit under the radar. Yeah. What? I keep hitting my mic with my nose. Well... Push the mic down a little bit. Okay. Get a smaller nose. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I know you're kidding. <laughs> Keep going. So you were the youth Sunday school teacher and you loved it because nobody knew who you were except the youth. Exactly. And that made and, you so happy. And their parents. Their parents and knew their who parents. I was. Hopefully. And then Matt and I started dating. And, then, um, and everybody's like, he's in the ward? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's in the ward. <laughs> Is he active? Does he come to church? Yes, he comes to church. <laughs> no longer yeah. were you under the but radar. But that's because normally 
you would be in for the second and third hour of church, you would be in with the, adults. the elders quorum with the adults in the adult class. But if you're in the, with the kids, then yeah, none of the adults see yeah. as much. And all of the teenagers, I mean, who do teenagers talk to really? Nobody. <laughs> right? And so I was teaching this class and that was it. And then I would go to elders quorum, third hour, but you know how old elders quorums are. That That's where much, we met. Not much talk there. I talked to you. You talked right. to me. Yeah. But then we got married and... I blew your cover. Yeah, my cover was totally blown. And Bishop Sturgill decided to call me as the ward executive secretary. Which means that you're the bishop's right-hand man, basically. To yeah. schedule meetings and interviews. Yeah, not only schedule meetings and interviews, but also take notes in any meeting. And mm, I'd forgotten that aspect. All of that. So, like, you are the assistant to the bishop. Who is over this whole congregation. Yeah. And um, at the time, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting to know the bishopric. I enjoyed getting to know the ward on a whole new level. And it was fun. It was good. On, on a whole new level, like... <laughs> sitting and taking notes while they confess their sins to the bishop. You're not in <laughs> no, those. You're not, not in those. those oh, not those kinds of meetings. No. Okay. No, and on a whole new level, meaning nobody even knew me, and now everybody knows me because okay. they're all they all have my phone number now, and they're all calling me because they're when they need to meet with the bishop. Yeah. Or, okay, you gotcha. That's only in student wards. I think of what is what you're thinking of because they need somebody else. There's like a buffer. okay because I was. Executive secretary in a student, in a student ward, ward, and I had to do yeah. that. There were some real awkward moments. <laughs> I'm sure there were, yeah. yeah see, I, didn't, I never had that experience. Yeah, so they got to know me, and I got to know them real well, better than I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and during that time, I mean, that's when you and I both met with the bishop a lot. So it was probably yeah. good you were so close to him because we needed the support and counsel and guidance. Right, and looking back at that experience... That was a very wise decision by Bishop Sturgill. Yeah. Obviously, he knew what he was doing. and I liked the way you worded on our timeline better. You said, now, this is now considered a super awesome move by Bishop Sturgill. <laughs> yeah. Steve likes my notes. I do. <laughs> well, and the other thing at that time, I was called to be over the primary. So all of the kids 12 and under, I oversaw all of the teachers. I ran all of those meetings, which... I loved. And I felt like it was great timing as well for me because Hank and Sarah were both little enough that they were like super proud that this was their stepmom and they had like a well, connection. Well, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, it's kind of a yeah. prestigious calling. And so it was really great. Prestigious is the right word, but yeah, I mean, it's important. They're kids. They're learning. They're right. growing. It's not, it's not something that just anyone is put into being the leader of the entire like Little yeah. 12 and under little kids. I mean, it's got to be someone who has their stuff together and organized and is going to be an example of these kids and can be, can handle yeah. <laughs> that many kids in one room. But They're pretty entertaining. Anyway, carry on. Obviously with the help of primary teachers. Yeah, and... I had lots of help. But it was really great. I remember feeling the same thing. Like it was really awesome that they called me to be in there because I got to have this connection to these kids that were just put into my life and it was good timing. 
And Penny loved it as well. But I definitely felt like it was a good bonding time for us to have that. <laughs> and I remember, so all of the teachers and stuff that was over, we would have trainings and things. And my one big thing in that is they're like, okay, what do we need to be doing? What can we do? And I always just said, I just want these kids to know that they're loved and they're welcome. Like, that's the main thing we need to do. And I feel like that's the main point of ideally the church is that people need to know they're loved and accepted. And that's when you want to go do other things is when you know you're loved and accepted, you want to spread that to other people. So that was my I feel thing. like that's the point of not just church, but like life relationships and life and oh, yeah. family and friendships and yeah, to let people know they are loved and accepted or whatever you just I agree. Whatever you said. Yeah. So anyways, it was fun. Yeah. So one of the main reasons I also brought up the fact that this was my calling was because the next thing in our timeline was I went on a trip, a quick trip with my friend Jimmy mm -hmm. to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And according to the timeline, there's a big blow up. <laughs> Steve's loving this timeline. Yeah. <laughs> it's very basic timeline. But <laughs> big, super duper blow up. <laughs> Un blow up gigante. <laughs> Matt would do it better. Yeah. Blow up gigante. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to jump ahead so to the blow up. You, but why is that significant before? So, because I don't know. Yeah, what does your blow up gigante have to do with being executive secretary? Well, let, He's going to explain I'm it. I'm going to explain it. So, right. please, without inter any interruption. That doesn't happen here. I know. So... <laughs> The reason why it had its significant is this, is because I remember very vividly, we were out at the racetrack because we were racing some cars. This is when you're on the trip with Jimmy. Yes. So the main purpose of this trip was Jimmy got a new car. It's a fast car. And he wanted to take a course on being able to drive his car better and faster. It's an important trip to take. <laughs> I would want to take that trip. And you did. And we did. And so we went. But I remember being at the track and I got this call from a member who wanted to meet with the bishop. And here like, I was. Leave like, me the heck alone. I'm about to drive a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, basically. But I was, it was loud. It was, and so, but I still felt like I needed to take this call. And I don't remember who called, but I remember thinking, oh, this is a an executive secretary call. Like, am I in the right place mentally, physically, and spiritually to even be able to take these calls? Like, feeling as though, like, my life was unraveling at this time. And feeling as though, like, I, I don't know where I stand with my wife. I don't know where I stand with, you know, where I stand. Yeah. And just feeling like this guilt of, am I even worthy of taking this call and setting up an appointment for this member with the bishop? And I hit accept on the call and it was just a clear, like, yes, I'm fine and it'll all work out and I'll get this scheduled for the bishop and, and just move on. But that's the reason why I brought that up was the fact that I had this calling I felt as though I needed to fulfill my calling in the church, and yet I still felt there was guilt and shame. I don't know if I should say shame, but there was some guilt of taking that phone call, wondering if I was worthy enough, because Jessica and I weren't 
jiving at this point. So. Do you remember what the big blow up was about before you left? No. I don't either. But <laughs> I do remember this. I, I do remember you said that I didn't call or text the whole time. Yeah. But, no, I think I got like one or two texts. And I do remember having a phone call. I was at the hotel. I was sitting next to the pool. It was later at night. And just talking through things like, well, what are we doing next? Kind of a thing. Hmm. And I remember it being like, well, we got to, <sighs> something has to change. And we both agreed that something had to change. And we both agreed that, okay, let's try our best. It's interesting because you went on several trips with Jimmy at the beginning of our marriage. And I felt like it was <laughs> you testing. And I think Jimmy even said this to me, that it was like a test to see if I would let you have your wings type thing. Mm. And I was always supportive. Go do what you want. I don't care. If we have the money and you want to go, that's fine. Go. <laughs> and because I think your friends were worried that I was going to like tie you down mm. and stuff. And and they were probably a little protective because of what you'd been through the first, your first Absolutely. marriage. And so I felt like, I mean, whether I want you to go or now not, it doesn't got matter. this old ball and chain. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to make sure you knew and they knew and whoever else knew that you were free to do your own thing still. This wasn't, I wasn't here to right. tell you what to do or whatever. And I really felt that the times that you left with Jimmy to go on trips is that it was totally a test <laughs> to see if I was okay with it. Do you remember saying it as a test, Matt? Yeah. Did she pass? We're still married. We're still married, so um, yeah, passed. B plus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she got a C minus, yeah, which is what, passing. I don't know what the grading scale would be there. Well, you already told us what B stands for, so. Oh. Oh. I'm actually okay with that. Um, <laughs> do you remember when you called me a B? Yes, I was just thinking that. And no, I did not call you a bee. You said I was acting like a bee. I think we already told this on the podcast, didn't we? I was so mad. There was something that you were doing. It was how I treated my mom. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you, hey, when you... What did I say? You said that I was acting like a bitch. No, I said, people are going to think you're a bitch. I don't know. And as soon as I said it... I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> Claws out. Yeah, basically. <laughs> now you could tell me that and I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I, no. That's no. no. <laughs> you can't? No. No. Even if I thought it, it's not something I would tell you. <laughs> I know when you think it. You That's do, That's the thing huh? now is now I know. Now I, don't, now I don't have to tell you. I can tell <laughs> when you guys are thinking these things about me. Oh, my. Both of you. Okay. And I said both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you came home from this trip and we tried, we continued, obviously. And obviously. We, then, so this was in October, and then in... So like four months. Oh, it was for your birthday. We went down to St. George. Yeah. So right after that. Yep. We went down to St. George, just the two of us, stayed in my brother's condo. Brother? They used to have a condo in St. George. They don't anymore. Hmm. And... How long did they have that? They didn't have it for very long. Not for very long. And then we... That was a fun trip. It was a good trip. It was long. 
<laughs> Long drive. I wasn't silent to you this time the whole time, though. No, you weren't. You weren't silent. In fact, I think I have videos of you singing and stuff on the way down there to Justin Timberlake and I like that or in sync. In sync. It was. Is that why you're gonna perm your hair next week? Yeah. Next Not month. Not next week. It's probably next month or so. Matt's perming his but hair. But that was next actually month. a good trip. We had some good times. It was still stressful, but at least it was better. I remember Matt trying to. Matt likes having competitions. And so we'd go to the... Everything's competition. We'd go into the pool. It was an indoor pool and you would try to jump in to make the water hit the ceiling. That was the the trick the whole time. That mountain biking, that's like all we did. Yeah. (laughs) I tried to make a splash big enough to hit the ceiling. Did I do it? I think I did. I think you did. I'm proud of you, Matt. Good job. Good job. (laughs) And then the day after we got home from that was when Anne and Jack... Is that what we're calling him? Yes, Jack. Showed up and they were like, we need to have this conversation with you. Now, this was at our old house. Our first house. And they were wanting to move the kids to Texas, which if they left the state in custody, in our custody agreements, they lose custody rights. Right. So it was a big deal. And if we allowed that, we basically would have been giving up our yours. Like you would have been... And it's interesting because I, like in my journals and stuff, I wrote that I really don't know how Matt's feeling about it. Hmm. I mean, I knew you probably don't want your kids to go, but at the same time, you didn't give a straight no. So I was totally. Oh, it it would have been a straight no. Yeah. But you didn't talk to me about it and how you felt about that. How did you feel in that moment? So I was trying to process what that would look like, right? What it would look like with, okay, Anne's leaving the state and... That probably means that I wouldn't have my kids through the summer or something like that, right? Or only have them in the summer or, yeah, but it would be a big... It was going to be a a big change. Something that I wouldn't, I you know, I wasn't comfortable with at all. Yeah. But it was discussed, like, during this conversation, like, she knew that, okay, you know, if you're not fully on board, then, you know, we'd have to work something out. And she would lose that, that full, or the the arrangements that had already been made. This was the issue I had in that conversation is that it was like, well, if you guys don't allow this, then we're missing out on this big opportunity that could be life-changing for us. And I wanted... (laughs) Yeah, I remember feeling that as well. It was kind of at that point that I was like... That's not my decision. That's not our issue Mm -hmm. or our decision. Like, that's on you. But feeling like it was put on us that, well, it's your fault if this doesn't like, work out Like, how dare you guys us. be, like, inflexible and in, uncooperative? Yeah, and, and it was a very nice conversation, very straightforward. Yeah. But there were just things like that said that I was like, well, how does that work? If this is your opportunity. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and just feeling a little, <laughs> huh questioning that and at this point i think we still had a pretty good relationship with them i mean it was fine there were some rocky points but for the most part it was fine and i felt like those were one of the first inklings of things being like we're getting blamed for something that really wasn't our issue yeah and and i mean bottom line that didn't go through no and i was grateful for that yeah so you guys never had to actually say no no okay I don't even think it really got brought up again. No. I think it just like fizzled before. Hmm. So. <laughs> and it could have been, you know, 
let's test the waters to see yeah. what mm-hmm. even, I, I don't know. I, but. And maybe that's commendable that they talked about it with you guys early, early Absolutely. enough in that as opposed to, hey, we're, leaving we're making this weeks. transfer and we need to figure out how this works with the kid. I don't, yeah. I don't know. And I don't know if that was where we were really not, forced into a corner yeah. of like make the decision now. That's true. It could have been that. So it's better one way than the other. Yeah. Steve, at this time, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, what if any of us had to move? Had to? I keep, I've wondered that a time or two. Just like, I don't plan on leaving my job and have no intention of that. And Matt's business is here. You're all your business here, but. Yeah, but if. Just like, can you imagine how different things would be if one of us had to leave the state for something? It'd be a lot different. It'd be crazy. I get to take Penny. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. I, like the way that you phrased it was people will think you're being a. <laughs> just the way you phrased it was like there was no option, right? That you had to leave. Mm-hmm. Like there's always an option. There's it's always true. An, there's always an option. Yeah, the opportunity might be absolutely amazing. Like if I had a you know an opportunity for you know thirty million dollar a year job. I'd probably feel like I had to leave. But would I? No. $30 million. Then I could quit mine and move with you and you could support me. <laughs> we would my, pay Steve's spousal support. In my villa my villa on the beach. Just using it as an example. Will you like, please pursue that example? I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, if he moves, he loses custody of his kids. Yeah. So we would still be able to take Penny because you're coming with us, but we wouldn't be able to take his kids and that's where the issue comes in. But it's still what I was getting at is we it's a choice. Down. I'm still trying to figure out some way to make that scenario work. Choice. It is a choice. It's always a choice. Yeah. And you could, you know, it could be a life-changing opportunity like financially, but it could be a damaging opportunity to your family. Right. And isn't that any yes. opportunity? Like Yes. Like where's the priority? Right. You got to decide. Yeah, for sure. So I don't. That leads up nicely into our next topic on the timeline. <laughs> oh my gosh. That wasn't my intention with that, but it does. Weren't you about to say? I was going to ask about you, what you were doing during this time. You have one thing on the timeline, right? Hitting I know. Up. I have a thing on the timeline. My moment to shine. <laughs> we got to stop it's talking a boring about the thing. timeline after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a boring I had, thing. It is. I had just taken a new job at a different hotel out in Meridian. But why? Why is that a significance, though? Like you because, put it on there because there was some significance to it. Because it was okay. So first of all, I had taken a so I had been a hotel manager in Oklahoma and taken a demotion, so to speak, in the same company just to get back to Boise. Yeah, and because you had to. No, <laughs> because. <just> <laughs> But kind of anyway, like that's one of those things where it was like a, I wanted to stay in the same company. The I wanted to stay in right. the same industry. This opportunity came open for assistant manager, which I took. Big pay cut, demotion, but got me back to Boise. And actually, it turned out to be an amazingly perfect fit for me because it took so much stress and responsibility off my plate. When we already stressed about other yes, things. Yes, and we had so much to work through. and And it also put me working for a boss that turned out to be like... He's the, the perfect best. guy to work for. He reminded me of that the other day because I still work for him. <laughs> <laughs> he reminded me the other day of how much I enjoy working for him. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Something along those lines. <laughs> but it was true. 
But anyway, I left. So then this job to be general manager came up in a different company. So I left and took this job. It was a lot more money, but it was so much more responsibility and so many more hours and so much more work and such a different work environment that just did not fit well with me. And it by the end of it, I was only there, what, eight, nine months, I think. I don't know. And by the end of it, I was making the realization of this is not worth the cost. Yes, yep. it's more money. Yes, it's a next step, you know, position-wise, promotion-wise. But when you... so not worth the trade-offs. That that moment came when I left work for two hours to go to Penny's primary or, uh, preschool program. And when I got back, I got chastised for not having requested that time off. And I said, I will not request two hours off in the middle of the day to go to my kid's program. I will not. And if you require that, this is not going to work. <laughs> like ridiculous. I'm working a 12-hour day. Yeah. If the 10 hours surrounding that two-hour extended lunch break is not enough for you, this ain't the position for me. Yeah. And it wasn't too long after that. There were several other things. But finally, I quit that job and there was an opportunity to come back and work for Travis again, which is where I am now. I've been there for seven years. And this... When you took this position, was this the moment when you bought your Veloster? It was. I was sick of driving junky, crappy old cars that always <laughs> broke the down on Veloster. me. So I bought the Veloster, brand new. I was stoked. I liked was that, that your little... first ever brand new car? It was. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it was a rad little car. You were excited about that. Yes. But that feeds into perfectly the conversation we were just having that, you know, it's not about how much money. It's not about status. It's a, it's about it, what your priorities. Yeah, and for some people, it might be. Like, that might be their priority. But you were missing important things and you were missing yes. the relationship with your daughter. And, or you're being chastised for And it. yeah, your, your well-being, your personal well-being was... Oh, I was a mess. I just... Yeah. And, and now... It's so funny to me that I've been at this little, you know, the job. So I went back working for Travis and took the job that I have now at this tiny little Fairfield, smallest hotel I've ever been at, 25 years old. Totally, it's an economy brand. The least, there is nothing glamorous and about it, my hotel or my job right now. And it is absolutely the best fit for me. Yeah. Like I always thought I wanted to do bigger and better and grand resorts on Caribbean islands. And that was not a good fit for me. Yeah. What works well for me is something that's super flexible that allows me to make enough money to pay the bills and have some spending money and the flexibility to come and go as I need to based yeah. on what I want to do with Penny and with my own life. And that's so much more important to me. So I, I took that experience of going and working at the courtyard and then coming back and getting this position to realize I do not that bigger and more is not always better. I don't want a bigger title bigger hotel, more responsibility. No, <laughs> that's not for me. Well, and I think that's, you know, you look at all the different experiences you have during life and all of your different like managing positions. Mm -hmm. And I think you learned so much from each of them. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like you could view some things as, well, we only stayed in Belize for a year and a half. The plan was to stay longer. Failure, whatever, you know, but it wasn't because we learned, okay, this wasn't what we wanted. It was a great experience. We loved it. Mm -hmm. But now it's time to move on to something new. Like right. it's, and that's, so you take what you get, you know, you can look at your life as this is failing. And I'm not just saying you, I'm saying in general, or we can take them and say, this is what I learned. 
this is why it didn't work. And I'm going to move on from now with more knowledge and understanding of who I am and what I want. Mm -hmm. I just read a quote today, actually, that said, when you start a new business or, or anything, when you start something new, you feel like you need money to do that. But what you actually need are fails. Mm-hmm. I don't and get then, it. So you have to have failed. You have to fail in order to learn how to make it work. How to be successful. Like you're never going to be successful the first time. You don't need money to make that business work. You need fails to make it work. Because you're going to make all of those failures into, you're going to solve those problems and make mm. it into an actual business. So. It's life, man. The more you know what doesn't work, the closer you are to knowing what works. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There was something else I was going to say about that job. People are like that in relationships too. Oh, it's, yeah. You date someone. Yes. That's why you date people. This is not the type of person that's going to work well for me, that I'm going to drive well with long term. Yeah. And you figure out what it is about it that didn't work. And then you can pinpoint that in the next relationship. I don't like women. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh. <laughs> you liked me. I did like you. <laughs> I was talking to somebody, it was actually just yesterday, and she was saying something about how she couldn't imagine like being with her ex ever again. And I'm like, oh yeah, I totally relate to that. <laughs> like, it's just and it's not that There'll be some sometimes where pictures will pop up on, on like social media. She's like and she'll be like, How was I even ever married to this guy but we've both changed so much how did i marry that duber (laughs) that's not what i mean (laughs) and you know that but you know we've changed so much and grown so much and it's just funny to look back and think that we were married it is really funny and i mean you don't like women (laughs) (laughs) so it's just and we had a great relationship but wouldn't do it again no exactly can i rephrase that you are attracted to women yeah. yeah, yeah, I adore women. You. Yes, <laughs> and people. Oddly I enough, I actually still am sometimes attracted to women. I wouldn't marry one again or date one again, no. but every once in a while. <laughs> Is it me and my luscious locks right now? Just, Jessica, <laughs> Mac does Jessica just did a hair toss with her. What is it? Bald Eighth head. of an inch long hair. <laughs> yeah, I just shaved it down to a one. Oh, funny. All right, I said all right. Sure did. Does that mean it's dinner time? Because we're going to go have dinner and then come record again, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That is what we're doing tonight. Sweet. Eat dinner together. I'm starving. <laughs> I've got you covered. Penny gets to spend some time with all of us. And then we're going to come back and record another episode. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.